Oh my God, it's Sunday. I don't even have it in me to go Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's because it's Monday. It's always Monday. This is our makeup show for last night. We were traveling and didn't make it. It's still Sunday here in the Source Media headquarters. Um, I can't even tell you how many digital demons we battled just tonight. But we're here. We're ready. We got a great show. Going to get with you in just a minute. Stick around. Shop Talk's going live in three minutes, 50 seconds. Stick around. Powering in tonight, Jason Sims with us, Rob Nussbaum, where's Poppy? Coming up, killer stuff Poppy is working on. Pan Man's here with us, David Crum in the house from New Jersey. Mike Draco in early. I don't know who was first tonight because I'm so far behind I can't even tell. Shop Talk's going to be great tonight. Um, Tech, 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 tech. We're going to talk performance, everything. Even have a little bit of a recap on the BRL race from this weekend. So don't go anywhere. Shop Talk just around the corner. Two and a half. We're going live. Rob Doerr in the house. What's up? Jason was first. No way. Jason Sims was first tonight. That's been that's been his goal for how long now? My goodness. Now what's he gonna do? What's your next goal, Jason? Lindsay Haletta in the house. Nancy Weems with us. Everybody's here. Counting down minute and a half. It's one of those nights where I'm almost afraid to hit any buttons for what'll go wrong next. I got some pretty high goals too. One minute left. Now I think that's close enough. You guys have been waiting on us. We're late as hell. Killer show though. One minute and we're going live with this week's episode of Shop Talk. What the hell? Let's get it out of the station up on the tracks right now launch this week's Shop Talk. Here we go.
okay scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land it is not only not nine o'clock on the east coast it's not even sunday but we're here with an episode of shop talk gonna try to do you right to make up for last night's show so it turns out you cannot actually build an entire shovel head motor in one day and that's why i was late i thought i had everything timed perfectly to slide in to the studio in the chair just in time to get the show going and it turns out that that was completely incorrect and here we are on monday with our makeup show i'm chris with cycle source magazine this is Shop Talk. You're tuning in. Usually every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, we go live with the show through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Um, like I said, this week it's Monday, and I hope the crew is ready. What's up, everybody? I've been here for 24 hours and 27 minutes. Well, you ruined what the hell's going on? You ruined the camera already. I just want to say that. Christ's sake. Heather, are you with he looks us? looks like the Oompa Loompa. He's very uh, orange. Uh, Oompa Loompa. Look. I've been working on. I, I did the best I could. It's we, a new camera. Well, I, have a, I have a very important question. S spray on tan. You said it was. <laughs> you said it was Sunday, and we were getting a do-over. Does that mean we can redo this Monday? Because it was a Monday and a half. It really was. It really was. Yeah. Monday can suck it. <laughs> They're all Mondays. Heather just said that on air. Monday can oh, suck boy. it. Oh boy, her mom is going to be so mad. Son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, right before the show, we lost a camera and couldn't figure out what the hell went on. But uh, like Rob Nussbaum is re reminding you guys this evening, please help us get this show as disjointed as it may be at times. Out to, more, out to more people. I did say joint. I think us. it's because we've had so many good shows in a row. This was like a big, hey, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> so listen, I want to tell you guys that for everybody that's holding on for Warren Lane to come on the show, Warren had some technical difficulties, and we will be unable to bring him in here with us tonight. And I don't want you guys to wait until the middle of the show and find out and get mad at us. But the big nose is big nose, big nose, <laughs> big, news. big news is you have a big nose. True Grit is coming to Sturgis. So everybody that's been a fan of Warren's show in uh, in Daytona all these years, True Grit is moving to the Iron Horse for, Day for Sturgis. So it'll now be in two locations. And that's going to be Saturday, August 7th, noon till whenever the hell. Um, killer Trophies, personally made by Warren. And uh, it's going to be a good time. So we are going to reschedule and have him back on. Um, for all the Warren Lane fans in the house, hold on for information about that. But for tonight, I do apologize. He's not going to be able to be with us. We'll bring you more information about True Grit and uh, the rest of the stuff that's that's going on during Sturgis. Am I the only one that got excited? Like, I mean, I know we help Warren whenever he needs it, but when I saw it in cooperation with Cycle Source, yeah, I was that like, was pretty cool, yeah. man. That was pretty cool. And you know what was what was as great about that is like, you know, we when when we got the chance to help out with with getting Warren in with the people with the the broken spoke and you know help him get his show set up there, we didn't ever ask anything. We didn't act like we were sponsors. He did all that on his own. So, thank you very much for that. That was pretty cool. He's a giver. Yes. Alrighty. So, craziness in the studio abounds, but um, we're not giving up just yet. As long as you guys don't. Did you kill all the gremlins? I, you know, one at a time. As, as we're sitting here, believe it or not, as we're sitting here, I'm still smashing more of them. <laughs> I keep feeding them popcorn. Oh, 
it's after it's, midnight. It's like that sometimes. Hey, listen, so like I told you, this is Shop Talk. If this is your first time you guys are tuning in, God, I hope it's not because we usually do way better than this. <laughs> <laughs> but if it is your first time tuning in, what is Shop Talk? Well, it's 2-0 Entertainment, um, 60 to 90 to 120 minutes at times um, of all the bullshit we can fit, some entertainment. We do some interviews. We start the whole thing off with a little segment we call The News. When a computer cooperates, it's usually a pretty good segment. Let's see about tonight. First up in the news, and this in from CycleSource Magazine, Barnes charges to bag a racing league win on Harley-Davidson Road Glide Special. Hoban Brothers Racing, DTF performance rider Michael Barnes rode a race-prepared Harley-Davidson Road Glide Special motorcycle to victory in the inaugural Bagger Racing Lead Road Race event on June 27th at Utah Motorsports Campus in Erda, Utah. Competing in the main event premier Bagger, 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 Freudian slip, Bagger class, Barnes beat SNS Indian motorcycle rider tyler o'hara to the finish by 0.35 seconds dude that's close dig that 0.35 seconds Corey west was third on the saddleman racing sly fox performance harley davidson road glide special and brl su- support classes benny carson won both the hooligan gp suburban motors harley davidson xr 1200 and pro stock gp suicide machine company harley davidson road glide races so one two and three were harley no Two, two in the uh, in the premier class oh, was, was um, Tyler O'Hare on the Indian. Got it. Got it. But pretty interesting that you know, race to race, Harley and Indian back and forth, oh, just yeah. like old days, boy. And like the last time, <laughs> an Indian didn't have to break down. Remember? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we're gonna have a little race report later on. Apparently, there was you know, un- unlike the last race, there was there was plenty of mechanical gremlins that were going on. So, yeah, next up in the news, and this comes in from MCN. Maybe. Maybe not. (laughs) BMW R1300 GS, new test mules and trademarks point towards new engine. Right? We believe the BMW were working on a new bike and engine update for some time. Last year, trademark filings emerged from an M1300 GS which as well as nodding towards a high-performance range of M vehicles, as seen with the recent M1000RR, also suggests a challenge to the engine. The bike was spotted in an off-road center where BMW offers training. I'll ride one of them. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think that's going uh, to be something in my future. Yeah. That's, uh, that's some cool shit right there between the Pan Am and that pretty excited speaking of uh top secret new things coming out harley davidson is planning to announce another mid-year surprise release harley davidson announces a new mid-season motorcycle reveal from evolution to revolution this virtual launch experience will be held july 13th 2021 at 10 a.m cdt the new model follows the exciting arrival of harley davidson's pan america 1250 with the all-new revolution max powertrain and dealerships around the world so the big question is what will it be? Ooh. So not only will Chris get to see it on the 13th with the world, but you're going to go ride whatever it is at yes. the end of July, right? That's right. That's pretty cool. And I'm really, really hoping that it's the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? You're allowed. All right. Hey, I want to remind you guys that uh, something that we tipped you off to here a little while back, the Golden Pan Benefit in Sturgis. So Charlie Brechtel, which all you guys from 
Chopper Town will remember Good Time Charlie and his many shows on the Chopper Town Network. Um, Charlie passed away in the middle of trying to complete his second feature film. And in that film, there was going to be a golden chopper built. And the, the clues were going to be throughout the movie. Unfortunately, with his passing, they were left with the motorcycle. And um, everyone concerned got together and decided that the raffle would go on. All the proceeds would benefit the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum and Hall of Fame in Charlie's honor. You can get tickets for this for 20 bucks a piece or uh, um, six for 100 And like I said, 100% of the proceeds, as soon as you hit buy on the ticket, it goes straight to the museum account, and the winner will be picked during Sturgis. So Heather's putting a link up for that. Please, if you can, take a minute, You know, spend the 20 bucks. Not only will you be helping a righteous cause, but you might end up with a killer chopper at the end. Yeah, that's super cool. And I mean, not to sound like a broken record, but it does serve a good cause to keep Charlie's history alive. But Mondo, that's a Denver Springer on there. Paco yeah, was buddy. involved. S and S and involved. Like that bike is no joke. Yeah, it's definitely got the creds. Last up in the news for tonight, uh, this coming in from Ride Apart. Indian adds 14 new rental locations across Canada and the U.S. Um, no better way to try before you buy. Motorcycle runner services are more accessible and diverse than ever. From Eagle Rider offering zero electric motorcycle rentals to peer-to-peer services like Twisted Road and Rider Share, there's no better time to take that trip to try before you buy. Now Indian Motorcycle is upping its rental game by adding 14 new rental locations across Canada and the U.S. So were they doing, I didn't realize Indian was doing rentals previously. I didn't either. Oh, look at that. Is it, so is it an additional 14 new or just It is. The, the story goes on to say, and thank you for that informative question, <laughs> um, totaling 25 locations in all, Indian's latest rental expansion more than doubles its previous offerings, now available in Sturgis, South Dakota, Atlanta, Chicago, Panama City, Florida, and Vancouver, British Columbia. North American customers can choose from various models in the current model year range. Whether you're curious about the revamp, curious about the revamp chief FTR twelve hundred platforms, or prefer the comfort of the Challenger and Roadmaster Limited, each location will update the rental fleet over a twelve to eighteen month period. This now, ensures the customers will experience the latest and greatest in Indians lineup. Wow, that was a mouthful. Did you take a breath during that? I did. You know, I got that circular breath thing going on, <laughs> like those guys that play that. Wow, the didgeridoo. <laughs> Yeah, and now back to you, Jane. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's uh, let's take a break real quick and look at some products. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to bring our first guests in. We do have multiple guests tonight, so don't go anywhere. There's no slouch just because we lost one due to the technical gremlins. But um, first up tonight are going to be Poppy. I should not say that. I, I should call him by his name once in a while. Steve Broyles and Dan That's Coach. not his name? No, Poppy's not his name, actually. Are you sure? <laughs> Let's go to product. <laughs> hey, everybody. Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. Uh, back in the Grease and Gears garage today for a product spotlight. Today's spotlight is on the Drag Specialties Smooth Large Solo Seat. This is a spring-style solo and you'll see nice construction here the uh the seat itself is made with a 16 gauge seat pan there's a one inch 316th steel bar welded in for reinforcement 
Um, beyond that, then it's it's padded nicely, nice thick layer of padding, uh, carpeted on the bottom. It comes with this seat hinge, although for our purpose, I believe we're gonna we're gonna opt out to one of the custom ones to give us a little bit different of a uh, sitting position. These things come in vinyl or leather. Uh, there is the claim that the uh, the construction reduces the heat, so ass heat reduction. I guess is a scientific term of that. Um, like I said, this is a spring solo style seat. So what I'm going to tell you about this, that's the most important part for us. If you really dig, like, you know, everybody's going with the retro look of stuff. And if you dig the old Pogo style solo seat, this is a nice option. Because you'll see at its widest point here, we're at about 14 inches. That's going to be at least three or four inches less width than the, the spring solo or the pogo solo um, gives you a nice midway point between the traditional chopper solos and a, a full pogo seat so you can go check this out today at denniskirk.com it comes in right at right around 250 dollars retail and as always tell them the guys at greasing gears garage sent you okay thanks dennis kirk for that um just want to remind you guys real quick, this is Shop Talk coming to you live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, and um, without any further ado, we're going to go to our first guest tonight. What's up, fellas? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. So, man, it was a whirlwind weekend. <laughs> This, oh, yeah. this story starts off with uh, with with Steve knocking on the door outside and saying, "Hey, uh, I'm in your neighborhood." <laughs> <laughs> As he went past to to Tosa's place, but you guys have uh, you guys have some killer killer news. First, people in the United States or probably anywhere to actually get some performance upgrades out of the Harley Davidson's brand new Pan American motorcycle. Is correct. So, let's play this. Let's play this video real quick because I want people to get an idea. I have to tell you right off the bat. When you told me about this, I was like, "Really? You're gonna okay? So you're gonna make the performance in a Pan America better?" I I can't even. I don't have words. I, the bike scared the living shit out of me. For the first three gears, I did everything I could to keep it underneath me. But let's look at the video. Then we're gonna come back and talk about it. All right. 
Okay, so a couple things right off the bat. First of all, Mark, watching watching Steve ride this motorcycle was like watching a little kid. He was <laughs> he was literally jumping over the median back and forth and and riding be beat the dog shit out of it. But I got to ask you guys, like, tell everybody first what you did with the bike because this has to be said. There's no tune on this bike yet. This was literally just from the cat back their work. Yeah, I mean for sure we we this is a performance muffler that we already make and we fit to a lot of the, the bikes that we were, were working on um steve was like I, we saw this we, we saw this bike in tennessee we both went over to the booth we looked at it and steve anted up he was like no we're getting this bike we're gonna do this and we're like you know once we get the bike into the shop it's like yeah we're doing a cat back this this bike's already got power it's already a, a, a good platform to start from. and i mean uh, us working together it was just a blast anyways so, you know, uh, you know, Steve, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's going to be fun, like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Love it or shove it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, usually how it is to work with them all the time. So, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're around me, we're working. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first, the first thing to talk about is, is what kind of power, like what, what you know, whatever claims are, are made in advertising and stuff. What did you guys see when you were baseline in this bike? With the stock yes. stuff, um, if I remember correctly, and I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I thought it was 124, maybe 123. Am I right, Dan? Yeah, it was somewhere around there, like you know, mid mid 120s. Yeah. You know, we, we do a baseline first, right off the bat, before we even touch it. So I think I think that's where we were. Right, about 120, about 124. I think. Yeah. And, and then we took it off the dyno. And what about uh, what about torque? Like, what was the torque? curve like well um they claim you know what they claim but uh when we, when we tested it we were looking at probably about uh 97 i think that's where we were at were we not man yeah Nine, 97 that was the number yeah, yep. 97. okay let me tell that's a fourth year run too okay so that's that's important fourth year run on that okay yeah, and, and I mean, when we're looking for games, it's all percentage, anyways. Your baseline and dinos vary, you know. So, yeah. um, so this is actually you guys working in working in the uh, in the shop on this bike. But tell so tell everybody what your what your end numbers were, where this all went to. Uh, we ended up with uh, 131 horsepower and about 103 foot pounds of torque. Whoa. Yeah, buddy. It's just still no tune. So nope. this is just exhaust, you know, yeah. unbolt the factory exhaust and both our exhaust on. Now, what about the uh, what about the the characteristics of the the torque curve? How much how much did you affect that with the exhaust? Well, the lineal curve was uh, I thought was was phenomenal. You know, I think when we rode it stock, Dan, when you took it for a ride stock, and then took it for a ride after we put the system on. I have to say the response, the response was better. Straight up off the bat. You could grab a handful of throttle and say, holy crap. But the butt dyno, the butt dyno gave it the two thumbs up for sure. <laughs> you know, everybody was passing it around. I mean, Chris, Chris, knowing you were close, there was no way we were not going to, we were going to let you go home without riding this bike. Oh, Mark, I mean, and, that's why we went there. I mean, <laughs> and Mark, listen, that was, that was the treat for me because Rich Petoniak and I were putting the shovel head motor together yeah. and those guys called and they're like, Hey, are you coming down? Are you coming down? Cause Dan ends up only being Tosa's place is only like 
20 or 30 minutes from Rich's. Oh, that worked out perfect. And I was like, man, we're so far behind. Well, pretty soon they just show up in the driveway and they have this bike in the back. <laughs> so here I am in like, and Rich lives in a, in a proper neighborhood, man. He's like in a residential area, you know? And I'm like, okay, I got to ride it. And dude, I started going through it. And then that's, that's what I wanted to say to you guys is like, I wanted to know how you affected the torque curve because I couldn't believe how much snap that thing had. Like I was, I was expecting that, and and this is kind of going off of uh, my original Im- impressions of what the V rod motor used to be. Was the V rod had a lot of trouble down low? You know what I mean? And like this thing, sure did not. So I wanted to know how the how the torque curves differed from stock to not so much that that top number, but where you where you saw the major amount of pr- improvements in it across well, the range. Well, the. The, the torque itself, normally it's it's more of a linear curve. You know, it starts out and just kind of ramps up, right, as you're going into it. And with this one, it kind of went, and it kind of shot up a little bit and then just kind of went across the board. It just kind of hung there. And that's what you felt when you rode the bike. Yeah. And, uh, you felt it. You got a handful of, of throttle, and it was the, the torque was good, and then the horsepower came in right after it. You just pulled it, you know, right out of there, right from underneath. I spun that rear wheel. Dan and I were out hot dogging around. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say it too loudly, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a number, 130. Does that mean anything oh, to you? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we were out on the side roads playing playing hot dog back and forth. And uh, uh, I grabbed a handful of throttle and the rear wheel went to the right. That whole bike just kind of like let go and said, okay. <laughs> Yeah. We, went down, we went down a couple of dirt roads and it was like you know this is this is just we're going to get ourselves into trouble here you know we're just kind of dicing back and forth so we're, it was back on the pavement so so <laughs> when you when you got was there like a trial and error in in this process or you know what is the first prototype like when you just right knew there? what you yeah, were going you, for you knew it was it right there we, we were really close right off the bat and being a slip-on and being you know, some of the other platforms we're working on right now are very similar. Yeah. And um, I mean, we we're good at this. We've been doing this <laughs> a little bit of a little while, and and Steve, you know, he brings in that other part of it. So, um, we were pretty close right off the rip. Was it just in Tennessee seeing that that made you want to grab one of these and try it? Or listen, me, him and I, we work together well. We we've, we've done a couple things together. So it was like we're just looking for something to just start yeah. screwing with, you know. Yeah, because the first and, first time I saw one of these things, I knew. I mean, I wanted to get on and ride one. Height is my issue, and from what I'm gathering, they're adjustable. But now, like you're saying, this power, I mean, that brings it back to not only being like a enduroish, you know, being a, a trailer kind of. Now it's a freaking true bike. I mean, that's a rider dude. through and through. Yeah, I, I I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. You grab a handful of that bike, and it's gonna it's gonna tell you, you know, you're in for a ride. Yeah, right. I mean, when Steve came back with a smile, I'm like, oh man, we're making progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when it came off, it was like, wow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now to that uh, to that thing that Mike or Mark said about the height being an issue, you guys actually have some plans for that too. That's correct. <clears throat> Yeah, that that suspension lends itself to like the same way you would lower a sport bike. It has the, the length, and you know you you change the length of the links, and it and it keeps the geometry very similar to the factory, but it'll lower the bike. Yeah. So that's our intention as of now. Yeah, because that would be the only effect of that 
like for somebody like me would be the height of it it's too high for me to ride and there they they were saying it's an adjustable suspension um uh, that would be the only savior but again to get it to lengthen out to drop down even more would be even better for somebody like me right yeah yeah it drops it drops when you when you turn the bike on it drops right off the bat i think about it or so yeah right off the bat but you know being you know built close to the ground for stability i needed a little bit lower yeah right yeah <laughs> so uh rob nussbaum is asking what the red line is on the bike because that was that's something that's completely different about this revolution motor right Uh, I, I, not that I was watching, but, uh, I believe it's about 95. Okay. So that's where, that's where the, it, uh, it ticks onto the, uh, the meat. Yeah, and it pulls upstairs. It's pulling right to, right to red line. It's pulling. Well, and that was, <laughs> that was one, that was one of the first thing that Steve said. He's like, we gotta get rid of that goddamn rev limiter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you watch that video, he's on it a couple times. You know, we were dicing it out on, on one of the roads here. Uh, you know, a couple times he he was tagging the rev limiter. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to learn where you you got to learn where you got to shift it. That's all there is yeah. to it. You, know, you got to make sure you tag it right. You got to shift right there because if you don't, guess what? That, 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 yeah, you got to find that right spot. Well, I want to talk for a minute, um, you know, to to get some of our viewers better acquainted with you, Dan. I want to talk about the history of Toast performance for a second and tell people where you come from and and what your your background and performance is. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I started with sport bikes. You know what I mean? Uh, we we were making wide tire kits, and and um, the funny thing is, I, I we. We brought a wide tire kit to the show, and no one could see it because the exhaust blocked it. So the next the next step was to build an exhaust to, to show the wide tire kit off. Well, the the exhaust was really nice, and no one paid attention to the wide tire kit. They're right. They're all about buying the exhaust. So before you know it, I have guys coming by for the package, the wide tire kit, and the exhaust. And um, you know, one thing leads to another. You start with it. It can't lose power. It's got to look good. It's got to sound good. And, you know, uh, then, you know, before you know it, you're buying more equipment, you're buying a dyno, you're trying to, you know, show that, show that you are making power. You know, I, it's, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. You know, it's just like anything else you do. If, if you're all in, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to go after it and try and get everything you can to do it right. Um, you know, in my products, I kind of looked at everybody else and said, all right, that's what I'm not doing. And not because I didn't like, but I didn't want to be, you know, kind of stuck doing what everybody else is doing, you know. Um, and then, you know, we, we were doing a lot of sport bike stuff. It was catching on. We we're, we're selling worldwide. We're growing, you know, from one building to the next, uh, getting bigger. And, you know, I started, I, I was building custom choppers, too, because I'm just, I'm a motorcycle guy all the way around. And um, I think at Easy Riders, I met Steve years ago. You know, and it was kind of a ways back before we met each other again. And, and then at Sons of Speed, you know, we ended up kind of getting pinned together. And, uh, you know, Bill Dodge said, you know, make sure you talk to Steve, look for Steve and, you know, Billy, of course. And then before you know it, we're starting to do V-Twin stuff together. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of Indian stuff. You know, we were big into the FTR and I said, you know what, I want to do the V-Twin stuff and what 
we're already doing, even in the sport bike or our stuff we're already doing. So, I mean, that's kind of my gig. That's what, that's what I'm doing. We're just, we're engineering and developing new stuff all the time. Well, I want to, I want to come back to to the FTR in a second, but you know, when, when you talk about the development of your company and growing from building to building, how many different product numbers do you offer now from Toast Performance and how many, you know, roughly how many different motorcycles? Um, I think we cover about 45 different motorcycles. And a lot of that is sport bike stuff changes like in two-year increments more often than not. So you need to stay relevant. So you need to buy those new bikes or get a hold of those new bikes. And, you know, we started when we bought the dyno, we started tuning. So we're, we're making flashes for all these, these bikes. So, you know, right now, I mean, I think we're probably 70 or 80 products that, that we sell. Um, you know, it's a few different versions for some of the bikes, full systems, uh, three quarter systems, which is a big thing in sport bikes. But I mean, I was always doing Harley stuff for my friends and, you know, we've, everybody in the shops kind of got V twins and Harley uh, and sport bikes. So, um, well, and that was, uh, it was a real treat to go to his place, man. Cause like, you know, as soon as you walk in, there's, there's a CNC mandrel bender and, you know, it's a room full of Haas machines and like just, you know, crazy, crazy bins of production stuff that's going on there. And then to, to talk to this cat, like, you know, he's he's totally another guy in the room, you know, but you're, you're running a hell of an operation. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know, seriously. Um, back to the FTR for a minute. So you have the distinction of, of at this moment having the world's fastest FTR as well. And that's we got to see that at Tennessee. Yeah, well, they, I don't know about fastest, but it's definitely the most horsepower. Um, you know, we teamed up with Lloyd's and uh, Ryan Randall and, and tuned this and developed the full system exhaust. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're a few horsepower over anybody else out there. Um, proud of that. <laughs> it, took a, it took a lot because, yeah. I mean, that's, you're jumping into V-Twin stuff and, and that Indian platform was brand new. Um, I saw that bike. I had to have it. I bought it right off the bat. Uh, um and, and I'm glad I did. I mean, I learned a lot, and uh, those bikes are nice. That's a, that's another good bike. Grab a handful of that, and it's going to tell you who's, you know, who's who's who. You know, and I feel I feel bad that I don't have a picture here to show you guys. We're going to have to bring you back on just to talk about that stuff because that bike is sick. Single sided swing arm. That's that's your creation and i mean the whole look of the motorcycle you know one of my my biggest disappointment when they came out with the ftrs i really wanted it to look more like the race bikes you know like i actually got to ride one of roland's bikes way early on and i wanted it to look like that so much and like you know indians version and i know they got to put up with the shit from the you know the epa and all the all the safety bullshit but it was just so not that bike and yours looks what you did to it looks so much more like the race bikes yeah, you know, I mean, that's what we're going for. You, you've got to, you know, we have to make, with, with bikes like that, you've got to make a few variations. You've got to be able to make something that, you know, isn't too loud, but still makes power. So we make slip-ons. We make a, a few variations of exhaust for that bike. Look, um, look how good Jason Holman is. He actually sent a link in, and if I do my job right here, there it is. Oh, he got tired of ratting off movie yeah. lines <laughs> <laughs> yeah that dude that bike is so sick yes it is yeah so that's our exhaust pre-single-sided swing arm what kind of horsepower are you getting out of that um that's in the 130s oh yeah so 
Yeah. You know, and it's it's solid. Our, the tune that we have from uh, Runway Ryan and Lloyd's is a solid tune. So pretty much anybody that's you know, because bikes vary, they but they vary in altitudes and different oh, yeah. different things yeah. affect that. And this is a solid tune. It's doing it everywhere. I mean, I put Steve on that bike in Tennessee when I first got it, and he grabbed a handful of it. Stood it straight up, went right by the cop. <laughs> he said, he had that look, and the cop looked at him, and he said, "Oh, this is like my first time on this bike." I, you know, acted almost like he was frightened. And the cop's like, "All right, well, don't let it happen again. Get out of here." First thing he did is grab a handful, stamp, stood it up, and drove it away from the bike. The cop. <laughs> so we have uh, we have a few questions. People that are that are tuned in here. Um, Nick Hildebrandt, will this motor be in future Sportster? Um, is this fly by wire? They go back to cable. Um, what's the horsepower on the FTR? I think yeah. yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> well, the the uh, the Pan American is fly by wire that I remember. At least I have to think of it when I looked at it. I wasn't really paying much attention, but I think it's a fly by wire system. I think that's what Harley you know, all all out all about that right now. That's where they're at. Uh, the horsepower on the FTR is about 130 horsepower, and the horsepower on the Pan American is 131. We're done with it. Uh, and of course, it, that's without a tune on the Pan American. That's that's, uh, and I think they're they're pretty uh, compatible. I think they're pretty uh, neck to neck. I really think they're both the bikes are, are real good. Uh, I think the performance level on both of them uh, yep. outstanding. You know. It's it's what you I think it's what you really want it to be, you know. You're riding the FTR, and uh, it's it's certainly giving you uh, everything that you want to have. And you're riding the Pan American, and it's giving you everything you want to have. So I think they're very very competitive with one another. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, so a couple more questions. Nancy Weems, does it affect the warranty? And William King on the FTR, how fast have you guys been? In front of or not in front of the cops, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve's next question. I, 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 I'm not going to self incriminate myself. <laughs> ah, a little Fifth Amendment action. Uh, oh, I yeah, expect yeah, nothing yeah. less. So, 130 is mentioned. 130 uh, is mentioned in a short spurt. You know? yeah. I think my, my area code, 130. You know? Yeah. So we did Heather I think Heather found the link to the uh to the bike and it's yep. and it's single sided swing arm trim. Yep. That's with street tires. It's it's uh, a little lower and it's got a little bit more gear in that form with the same tune. So all the suspension had to be relocated to the left side. Um and those are like uh you know, and that's just a, a different variation of our high mount exhaust. So uh, Rob Nussbaum is asking, do you guys see the Revolution Motor as a competitive flat track engine? And the first thing I'm going to say is I couldn't imagine because I think the, and I might be wrong about this, I'm going to kick it over to you guys because you're the professionals, but I think there's too much weight there. Well, I absolutely see it as a flat track competitive. Do you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, now, I mean, times are changing. The, the, these platforms work well. I think that the power bands have changed. They're not something that revs out at, you know, five grand anymore. You know, you're, you're revving them, you know, 
right up there. The torque band, everything lends itself to that. Hmm. This bike runs really, really well, like four grand and up. You know, that's that's kind of like it's start. It just it, it's it's five grand of fun. I don't care what you're doing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> five grand of fun <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's the whole thing four to nine you know yeah, four to right? nine. i'm still counting you know what i mean yeah. yeah you know like i told you and i've always said this right always said this. what's my saying right still play yep never stop playing motorcycles yeah, that's it Go play a motorcycle. So hey, Jason, uh, Jason Holman is is waiting in the wings, and he actually said in reply to Nancy Weems' question, according to the Magnuson Moss Act, the factory can only invalidate a factory warranty on a component by component basis when failure of said part causes the failure of another. He's he's the guy that wrote in the manuals: do not drink the fluid in the battery. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, yeah, I'd ask James where he learned about the Magnus and Moss Act. Oh, he, listen, he's been giving you credit up here oh, all yeah. night long, t- talking yeah. about how nobody can out-tune you and all kind of stuff. So, oh, this kid, I love that kid, man. Yeah. It all started off with the hat. It all started out with the hat. He was yeah. jealous. I know. He could borrow it. He was, he was just trying to get you a free bowl of soup. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would like to have a free bowl of soup, please. <laughs> We spent all weekend chasing your other hat and a dozen of those <laughs> naked lady tees, of course. <laughs> Dude, that was that was the funniest thing. We actually had to stop in the middle of the road to pick up his hat a bunch of times. I was Chris. I was looking to see if you were still there. <laughs> Every time I turned around, I couldn't see you. You were behind the like, roll cage there. At the beginning said, of that, oh shit, did I lose him? You know? At the beginning of that <laughs> video, Steve turns his hat around. You know, shit's getting serious. Yeah, like a, a what was it over the top with Stallone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Dude, that was that was great though. That was great. Oh, I sent him. The, I sent him the video this afternoon. And I was like, hey, do you see that part I put in where you turn the hat around like you're getting ready to fight? Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Right on. Well, listen. Tell everybody where uh, where they can get a hold of you guys. I have your your websites up here, but um, I'm sure you have full complement of social media. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be bringing you know all the information we can as as you continue to develop parts for these motorcycles. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean we're getting we're gonna ramp up for production pretty quick, and. Um, you know, we'll we'll get a hold of you. We'll we'll let everybody know where it's available. I mean, we're we're active on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and Steve is as well. And you know, uh, once we're ready to launch, which will be really quick, I mean, we're hoping to bring this bike to Sturgis and be able to sell exhaust when we get there. Yeah, um, well, that's we'll the intention. There's not we're we're not going to be yeah we're we're bringing it okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's gonna be a whole lot of fun with this kind of bitch out. Well, I, I want you guys to understand something too. Like, bring bail money. Bring bail money. That's yeah, right. what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I want and bring your own hat. <laughs> I want you guys to it's understand. Got like, it. it's got a string on it. You know. First of all, how how great these two guys are, and how up up to the minute this is because I literally stopped at Tosa's place yesterday and did the parts of that video and i was like hey you're coming on the show right and and to their credit they agreed to come on tonight but that's how new this is like you know there is no tune there's no nothing yet you guys made your first prototype bolted it on the bike and like and we all got to ride this incredible bike and i i pressured you into coming on the show so this we'll, we'll be bringing you breaking news on this i'm sure i was disappointed i was afraid i was going to be able to see warren or warren and now he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, us too. Yeah. 
Hey, you're also going to be uh, able to see this at, uh, at the Full Throttle Show on Monday. Yes, yes. Tell everybody about that. Yeah, we, we do a bike show. It's called the Old School Copper Show on, on Monday, August 9th at the Full Throttle. Uh, all bikes welcome, any kind, anywhere. It's free, absolutely free. We give away a lot of product, a lot of swag, a lot of fun. MidUSA is one of our sponsors. Greg Specialty is one of our sponsors. Among other people, uh, many people come in. We ask uh, a lot of people to come in. It's yes, Mondo's going to be there in June. Uh, we're hoping to get uh, a few other people, maybe Darren McKay. Dan's going to come in and kick a bike. I hope that uh, maybe you or Mark would like to do that too. Absolutely. Also, yes. Going to pick a bike and, and have a lot of fun. It's it's our fifteenth annual show. Right on. Been doing this for fifteen years. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next show, fifteen minutes. Uh, but it's it's been it's been a, a, a <clears throat> love it. You know, it's just it's just something that I like doing. So Monday, August ninth. And we'll, and the cool part about that show. Is that like the no all, all bikes? There's no crap. All bikes are welcome. Nobody's looked down on. Like, it's pretty awesome to see the uh, the group that gets collected in that parking lot. It's pretty pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of it's almost like a, uh, a, a social, you know, like uh, like a meeting. You know, as everybody yeah. shows up and it's all fun and yep. Uh, you know, and, and I also want to tell you that there's really no winners in this show at all. It's that I've, I've made it like that. You know, right from the get-go, no winners. I don't want a winner one. I, I want just people to come and, and have guests pick the bikes they like and and uh, give them a plaque that says your bike's been chosen by, and right. and that's all you get. But the, you don't. The prizes are won by coming to the show, entering your bike, getting a lot a, a ticket, a little uh, uh, for I guess a lesser term um, movie ticket, and we draw numbers. That's it. All day. That's what we do all day. We draw numbers. <laughs> Giveaway stuff. That's what we do. It's not Thursday, but it's Monday. Okay? <laughs> well, you know, uh, speaking of Sturgis, Dan, you you actually have a neat thing going on with Sturgis this too with a um, with a, a charity bike. Yeah, so we have a uh, an, an Indian FDR that we're going to do up that was given us given to us by Polaris in the name of Special Ops Survivors. Um, it's a charity for uh, the families of the guys that don't come home. Some of these guys that are, uh, you know, uh, uh, Navy SEALs, uh, you know, special ops guys. So um, they're going to raffle this bike off. They're going to be, they're going to have a booth at Sturgis. They are going to um, uh, sell raffle tickets. And I believe the drawing's in December. I think that's how they're going to do it. They're st still putting the details together at this point. Um, they brought me on board and then COVID hit. And then, like, the thing's kind of been sitting, and I've been, you know, fabricating some parts uh, and working away at it. And now now the heat's on, so we're going we're gonna to get this thing together, and it's, it'll be a cool bike. People are going to be, you know, you're going to be able to own an FTR with that tune, with our exhaust, and it's for a good cause. Right on. Well, we definitely want to... Um when you can give us some more information about that that we can put out between now and Sturgis, we'd love to. Um, I know that they have, on their website, they have mention of the motorcycle raffle, but I can't, for the life of me, find anything about it. But like I said, get us get us a flyer, get us a webpage that we can refer to, and I'll make sure that from now to Sturgis we're putting that up. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. One more thing. Uh, we're also going to we're going to be over to uh, see the other shows that are out there. You got a show too, Chris, uh, right? On what day is yours? Yes, sir. Ours is Sunday. Mondo's Mondo's is on Saturday, right? Yes. At the Buffalo Chip. Um, there's we're there's so much going on. We're in support of all the shows, which is a great thing, you know, because I think that's that's what Sturgis is. Sturgis is a love of motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let me also say that, you know, uh, I want to say thank you to you and Heather, Mark, and everybody at, uh, at Source Media uh, for putting us putting it together, staying on top of it. You know, I, I really <laughs> I know it's an in- listen. I watched this last year. It's an endless. Uh, because it's the passion that you have that that drives this and it keeps this industry alive. And oh, and, and listen, it's nights like tonight where I wonder what, what the hell are we even doing here? Because <laughs> boy, you guys had to be patient at the beginning of the show to wait wait for us to get our shit together tonight. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you for taking the time and being on with us. And I look forward to, to more updates on this. And when when Harley comes out with that Bronx, I can't wait to see what you do with that. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, this uh, this system that we have is uh, called it the Catback. And it's uh, it's going to be affordable. You know, it's within reach. You know, stainless steel. Uh, great. So it's going to be within reach of uh, being able to buy it, slip it on, uh, get a flash, and... and Let's go. Right on. Okay. All right, Steve, Dan, thank you guys very much. All right. Thank you very much for See having you guys. Us. Love Appreciate you, Floppy. See you later. All right. So there you go. Brand new motorcycle. They're already tearing parts off of it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's had it less than a month. Yeah. He's had it like does it, two does weeks. Does shock you guys? I mean, in all reality, nope. it doesn't shock me at all. Nope. And nothing but performance, you know? Dude, and it's so well, fun. It just, it's so fun to ride. I, I don't even want to I don't want to rub it in, but it's it was so fun to ride that motorcycle. Oh, I can imagine. On top of those things are cool in the first place, you know. And the nice part about it is like when you get something from obviously Steve and now Toast, you know it's quality. So these are guys that have been in it a really long time yeah. and they don't play games. They're not gonna hand you something that's not top of the line. So you know, that's Nobody. one good thing. So, hey, man, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and I want to remind you you're watching Shop Talk, coming to you live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio every Sunday, 9 p.m., and we're going to take two minutes here, pay some bills for the show, come back with some tech, and then move to our last guest of the evening. Don't go anywhere because it's a special report from the BRL. track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt you can see how bad these guys want it the race to the line 
For us, racing is not for the trophies or the glory. We compete because it makes everything we do faster, more durable, and tested to a higher standard. For SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. Hey, what's happening? It's Xavier with Providence Cycle Works, and you're watching Shop Talk. All right, thanks to our sponsors. We could not do this show without any of them. Um, what do you guys think? Heather, am I allowed to get a, a Bronx and have toast juice it up with Stevenson? No. You can get a Bronx. You just can't let them juice it up. Why? Well, that's like, that's, that doesn't make sense. Well, I don't have enough life insurance on you, honey. All right, let's move on to our next guest. We're going to bring on... <laughs> that end of that conversation. <laughs> one of Source Media's own, Jason Holman from Torque Performance, who was at the BRL race this weekend. And we're going to see, uh, did it hold weight? And just like that, you're here. What's up, man? How are you? It was almost—it was almost like you're in a waiting room. I know I was. I was sitting here the whole time, just like typing stuff in there. <laughs> it was, dude, I wish I could afford to have you as a full-time production assistant because, damn, you're good, son. <laughs> I'm trying to be fired? Johnny on the spot, dude. What's that? <laughs> no, Heather. It does not damn mean it. you're fired. Please. Oh, see. <laughs> so let's talk BRL. Yeah, let's talk BRL. The, um, the questions are over. Well, I think the questions are just beginning, right? You I mean, think? I think so. I think that uh, you know the optics of it. The, it was a world class facility. I was really surprised by that. That they were ready. The facility had more accommodations for professional teams and anything that I've, I've ever been to. I've never been in the garage like a NASCAR race or anything like that. And I would say that this was uh, pretty easily. Uh, exceeded my expectations as far as what you would expect. I mean, some of these teams were in, you know, these world-class pits that were, I mean, they were awesome. It was really kind of cool. Um, you know, the, a full pull through into the, from the pits into like the waiting area yeah. and that and everybody had, I mean, it was, it was cool to see it. It, it was, if you had a team and you had made that investment, um, the BRL really uh, stepped up and made sure that you had uh, what you needed so that you felt like you were, you were doing something important, you know? So, 0.356 seconds separated the the first and second place on this race. But take us through that, take us through that race, and and well, what that looked like in person. So I, I guess it's really not fair to start with the Bagger GP class because that's like the high level pro class, right? What you really have to, what was really impressive was the grassroots class, the big the the pro stock big twin. There were people. I mean, Steve Chamberlain was there um, with Pro Stock Bagger. There was a. There were so many more grassroots guys. Uh, it really reminded me of back in the days when I would go to those outlaw street races, and we were just starting to take it off the street and go to the track. That there was whole groups of guys that you know, that were there to support each other, and families, and kids, and wives cooking, and guys cooking, and there, you know, there's a little bit of beer drinking after the racing was done. But um, those were the classes that I think are going to. Uh, you know, arguably support the whole the whole thing. You know, from 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 that level, you've got to yeah. have you got to have stepping stones, right? So it was it was evident that you know the hooling hooling class had probably what I would say the future pros. Um, the pro stock classes had I would say 
the hardcore sportsman class, the guys that were grinding it out. I mean, dude, you walked by these guys' pits and their bikes were they they were they'd seen they'd seen some action, you know. That was definitely they had seen their own private little war there. Um, their leathers were you know taped up and and had extra padding put on them that they had to put on there, and their helmets had some scrapes, but they were having a good time. So that's important. Um, I will tell you that during the bagger GP class, there wasn't anybody sitting down. Yeah. Everybody was standing up. Everybody was it was engaged. There was a lot going on. And those bikes, dude, they're no joke. They're fast. They're very fast. And uh, every class, every rider was pushing hard. And I spent probably, I would say, the lion's share of, of my time um, watching the actual qualifying stuff, which I really love the qualifying because – that's when everybody's pushing to get into the show, right? To get that highest, that higher position. You know, there wasn't, I don't think there was anybody that didn't qualify necessarily. Um, I think it was more of what position you were going to be in line to line up. And it was funny. You were, I was talking to a lot of different people. Some people powered through the corner. Some people drifted to the corner. Some people slid through the corner and slid off the, off the bike. <laughs> you know, there, there was one guy that actually did break his leg. Um, that was an unfortunate thing, but every qualifying pass out there, Chris, um, somebody, it seemed like somebody either went down and had their bike towed back on in the trailer or went down, dusted themselves off and finished. So, I mean, they were, I just want to, I want to tell everybody that these people are, are pushing the limits of these bikes and themselves very much. These are, these are athletes. There's no question about it. Well, and that's that's a that's a big thing to talk about here too, because you you had said, and I had the the privilege of getting some inside stuff on on your return. Um, you had said that you actually came away with this with so much respect for the guys in the in the classes other than the elites, and you actually ha- told me you had a Cinderella story that you were bringing back from it. Yeah, um, so we're gonna have a segment. Uh, the dudes at Lucky Speed Shop, uh, Carl Rao is the is the owner, and a kid named Cody Danley. Uh, that just goes by Danley was the rider. These dudes had <clears throat> everything stacked against them. They had the oldest bike in the class. They had the only carburetor. They had the smallest engine. They were only 88 cubic inches on the twin cam. They had the smallest rear tire, the oldest chassis. It was a beautiful bike. They were in the pro pit. They were doing everything right. They worked their asses off as a team. They had they were positive the whole weekend. They didn't have anything bad to say about anybody or anything. They just worked their asses off and kept going out there and trying and trying and trying. And they ended up coming in sixth place, dude, which, I mean, that is that was remarkable. It was remarkable to watch these guys work and work and work and, and have fun doing it. Right. You know? So they were underfunded. They were going against, you know, arguably people that had, you know, quite a bit more money spent or quite a bit quite a bit more money to spend. Um, another team that did really well was uh, Tucker Speed out of Ogden, Utah. You know, I personally know Tony Tucker. Uh, you know, got to know him over the last couple of years. He's a flat track guy. That this is, they built a bike, had it on the dyno at one o'clock in the morning Thursday, drove from Ogden down to Salt Lake City, and started testing. And you know, everybody had their own little problems, their own little gremlins, all the little things that that happen when you're trying to push the envelope. But here's the deal, and and make no mistake the teams that had more funding had some of the same problems. And what I took away from this was (laughs) an amazing, it was an amazing amount of respect Mark for problem solving and how people solved the issues. You're, you're, you're walking from one pit to the next 
to the next, right? And you're seeing solutions to problems that teams had. And it was, dude, it's just awesome. I, there's nothing I love more than than racing and and that kind of stuff. And to see the problem-solving skills that were going on and the issues that they were having at the yeah. track. You know, it wasn't just a rider thing. It was a bike thing or a suspension or a tire. Yeah. It was awesome. It was you know, really awesome. And you were saying before that you were there and you saw the guys with the taped up uh you know taped up race suits and helmets when you see that you know you're going to see racing these guys are serious and like you said a lot of these guys don't have money so you know what they lack in monetary they They make make up for yeah they make up for in that innovative and problem solving there was a group of about i want to say six or eight bikes all kind of everybody had their own 10 by 10 right they were all zipped together zip tied together and all the bikes were positioned because you can't have a kickstand on these bikes. Once right. they go through tech, they've got all these things are race ready, right? And uh, I happened to be walking by their pit when they were getting ready to go out for qualifying. And there was one guy walking around. I heard him walk to every different rider. Do you need anything? Do you yeah. have everything? Is your bike set? You know, so they had like this own little family vibe going on that, you know, you just you well, can't buy that. That's that doesn't come in a bottle. No. You and know, that's the other thing I like. The other thing I like about that kind of racing too is you'll see two guys that are totally competitive at, at the starting line, but when it comes to like you were saying, figuring out a problem, they'll sit side by side and help each other with each other's bikes. Like yeah, they because, don't want to lose that competitiveness, you know? Yeah, you need someone to right. go up against, right? right? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple other things that happened too that I was that was really really opened my eyes. You know, you've got a dude up in Menominee, Wisconsin. He's a Pistol Pete from Pistol yeah, Pete's Custom Cycles. Oh yeah. boy, that's cool. he, <laughs> yeah. he filled he fielded two bikes. Right, he was one in Bagger Pro Stock, and he had Bagger GP with a turbo. Their team was one thousand percent professional, on the spot, yeah. worked their asses off. They were saying they were, they were using the same driver. Okay, a rider for both classes. Yeah, they were using the pro stock bagger to try to to try to figure out the line of the course and everything to to ease the pressure on the 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 race bagger. It was just awesome yeah. to watch these guys work. And I don't know, you know, as an old drag racer that spent a lot of time at the track and and you know, it was good to be back at a track yeah. and watch a lot of sportsman stuff going on. You know, yeah, and it's almost like you say the same thing, like oh, there's so much camaraderie and this, and you know, that's almost. That's it's so oversaid, you know. But watching these guys go and work together to then go out on the track and work against each other is like awesome. And then when it's all over, two seconds later they're hugging each other and telling each other how great it was, you know. So yeah, when you see the 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 Bagger GP class get done, you had uh, you had uh, Tyler O'Hara and I can't remember the the winner's name. I'm I'm fried. I was on the red eye last night back from Utah. But when they came out of that that first turn and went into the second turn after the checker flag had dropped, you know, they're riding next to each other fist bumping. Yeah. You know, it, that kind of stuff, like I said, I mean, there was way more positive. There was so much to learn from this, this being the inaugural uh, King of the Baggers. It was just it was an awesome deal, man. Nick Trask was there with his <clears throat> with his with his two sons and you know, and their whole their whole rig there and, and there was there was just lots of cool people and I think there was a lot of people kind of wanting to see what's going on, where are they going to spend their money, are they going to field the team? There was a lot of that going on. There was a lot of interest in that. You know, the, the interest was more in the pits and right on the fence than there was kind of in the in the mid what I would call the midway. Yeah, I, I think in in one sense when all this came to light about 
you know, racing baggers and this and that. It was everybody's like, oh, how are you going to race those baggers? And I think these dudes have come out and blown everybody right out of the water. Like, they're not playing any games. They're really pushing this. I think it's well, super that, awesome. And that's a that's a big question that I have. Like, after being there this weekend, though, you know, the, the naysayers that are like, oh, this is going nowhere. What I want to know is, it sounds like you're describing the type of passion that exists beyond oh, yeah. any specific league or sanctioning body. Do you be, do you think that this is now we're going to start seeing this really start to trickle down to some like street level sportsman level stuff? Okay, so in in short order, Mark, I want to say something. I'm going to comment on the, the naysayers. Right, uh, you and I are both hot rod guys. Yeah, you're not going to buy a '70 Chevelle and go road racing. In stock right, trim, right? But if you put the, you put bare brakes on it, yeah. the proper you know suspension on it, and tune it, you can have a pro touring car, and the car can be fast. It can yeah. have a lot more horsepower than it can handle with a good driver. It'll do exactly what you want it to do. You can race anything, yes, right? You can. So if you start there and just figure and go from there, these bikes we're 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 testing the brakes, we're testing the suspension, we're testing yep. the tires. Um, to answer your question, Chris, you know, I have been so enthralled in this in the last 72 hours that there's this is already happening so the track day thing is going on there's i think it's on instagram is v twin track days i just started following them today there's a whole community of people that are doing this all over the country and let me they're not waiting for this type of a of a professional event they're happy it's here right right because there's another place to go and race it's obviously and arguably a world class facility, but these guys are going to race whether there's a place to do it or not. They're going to find a place to do it. Yeah. And it's, I love you know, that. I yeah, love I, yeah, I, dude, I, think I that's love what's it. the coolest about the whole thing is these guys are just going to, like you're saying, they're just going to go do it. They want to race their bike. They don't need the custom everything. When these, you know, some of these guys just want to get out there and see what their bike can do. Hey, and I've Dude, been, these guys are custom. They're customizing their bike one scratch at a time. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And listen, I've been I've been talking about next generation for most of most of my adult life now. But to to tell you the truth, really, there is another generation coming in now. I mean, we're seeing like look at the guys from San Diego Customs coming into Sturgis this year and doing a proper like yeah. outlaw drag race. Yeah, you know, and there yeah. hasn't been real drag racing in Sturgis for years. And, Flash, and yeah, they're I mean, finally doing it, and it's taken the next generation to do that. Yeah. Well, it, it's so you know, there's always got to be a change in the guard, and there's like this segue that happens where there's there seems like there's nothing going on for a minute, but what happens is there's dudes like you and me and Chip and Mikey from San Diego Customs that are kind of all low level planning, plotting, and coming together, and now this thing comes to fruition all all at one time, and the the smoke's out of the bottle, dude. This 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 is this is next level stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys got to see our broadcast, but we broadcasted live uh, the Bassani uh, stunt show yesterday, and Jason Pullen had five riders with him. These are all pro putting on a full blown show uh, for Bassani Exhaust. It was awesome, man. I mean, there are a lot of people doing a lot of things, and it's time for them to get their due. And you know, I've been watching Jason Poland do stunts since oh seven. Oh, dude, that's what I was I sitting there watching thinking. YouTube. Yeah, that's what I was just you sitting know? there thinking. I can remember when we we watched on in amazement because Jason was doing all this stuff on Harley, and at yep. the time that was like nobody that was when was... Starboys and shit were out there, yep. and nobody was doing stuff like that on a Harley. And yes, go dude. ahead, and laugh at me because I'm showing my age. Yeah, dude. <laughs> But Jason Pullen is 50 years old. His wife that rides with him is 
gangster on a bike. Yeah. Dude, straight up gangster. She didn't even ride a motorcycle until she until she got with him. Yeah. No like shit. these people are putting they're putting in the work. And that's what I want everybody to understand here, Chris, is that everybody that went all the way out to Utah to the motorsports complex there is putting in work. Those are the people that are going to lead the charge on, on what's going to happen next. Uh, it's just the way it is. It's it's going down that way. Well, I think it's cool because it's bringing racing back to the to the average guy. Yes. Too. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, they, we were talking about drag racing. There hasn't been heads up. I mean, really, heads up drag racing since in Sturgis. God, I think since the early 90s when we went out and did the first flash race. And that was one of the last heads up long ride races that i remember out there you know i want to go drag racing so bad oh dude it's it's been years and unfortunately health wise and vision wise i'm out but to feel it 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 never it never goes away you know no it's i bought that 1200 x uh that that uh, 1200s with the dual plug heads yeah and i'm like uh (laughs) hey you never know that turns into something interesting the shovel head's still sitting on the bench waiting to get in exactly it's been waiting a long time for this what do they say run what you brung and hope you brought enough hope you brought enough exactly (laughs) oh man yeah it's it's really really good it's really good and like to see uh you know for so many years the the extent of performance i was just talking about this with with toast when i was at his shop and he was like you know i wish i'd have gotten to the performance thing on the v twin side a lot sooner i was like you know i really think this is kind of like the perfect time because i don't know i don't know if the industry was ready for you you know even five years ago you know because the extent of performance really for most guys there was a period where you know like what mark was saying back in the the 90s and stuff man where performance really lived and like there was a lot of stuff going on but then we went through a period where all performance was it was it was relegated to the dyno sheet yeah, you carried electric. in your back yeah, exactly. your back pocket you know and like that's as far as it went nobody was actually christ i can remember in what was it, 2003 or four? Harley Davidson actually comes out with a new motorcycle that has a cartridge, yeah. a cartridge front end only in one, only in one side. Yeah, the other yeah. side was oil bath. Oil bath. Yeah, like, can you for believe? Those of, for those of us that ran shops, that was a an absolute nightmare, nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> I can remember calling him one. Hey man, like <laughs> I got this bike apart. What is the deal? And he's like, yeah, just dude, just bring it over, and Stevie will show you how to how to do that. I was like, God, man, what, know, what is this for? Like seriously, think about that, and then think to a place now where you got guys putting, <clears throat> you know, seven thousand dollar Olin's front shocks on, yeah. on their on their motorcycles. Like that shit would have never flown for some of these some of the younger guys who really know what performance is about. And, and that was the difference. Keep in mind, back in the nineties and all that crap, dude, it was all motor. <laughs> You yeah. were lucky you yeah. got a good tire yeah, you just, on a you, shock. You ratchet so, strap yeah, your front end down so it didn't bounce. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> that was what I was just going to tell you, like $7,000 front end of my ass. Yeah. I'm just going to ratchet tie those things down and <laughs> let it happen. Dude, I mean, at one point, when we did the first flash race, the the Sportster that we ran there, the, the Winnebago broke down. We rode the Sportster for probably 140-some miles and then showed up and won 61 to 62 passes on the flash race and then rode the Sportster 200 miles back. Like, that was unheard of. You wouldn't see that happen Dude, today. How about, how about Albert Moore? 
used to oh, ride his ride motorcycle his to the yep. dirt drag races yep. with his tire around, around his shoulder. Yeah. He would literally ride to the track with his tire around his shoulder with tire spoons and shit, change his tire, get on the track, whoop ass, change his tire again, and ride home. Yeah. Yep. That's that. dedication. Dude, That's but, dedication. But, I mean, you or know, insanity. What, I don't know which. Well, a little, yeah, a little yeah. bit of both. You had to know Albert because <laughs> insanity was definitely up there. But the, again, you keep, you know, like you were saying back in back in the day. Back in the day, there wasn't all this technology. Back in the day, there was it was balls out horsepower. Um, dude, back know? in the day, we were all broke as a yeah, joke too. I it, mean, nobody yeah. had money for you know, like you didn't pull up in a a Prevost with a giant ass trailer and stuff. No, you know, no, you're lucky all. if you had a trailer. Usually, you borrowed one from your buddy, right? Yeah, you're like, do you have oxygenated fuel for your electronic? <laughs> <hybrid?" I'm> like, oh. <laughs> hey, my my first ride to I Sturgis, the gas tank ten yeah. miles back. Yeah, my yeah. first ride to Sturgis to race. Was that flash race, and what's it take us, 24 hours to get there? Yeah. It took us 41 hours to make it to Sturgis because the, <laughs> the van broke down so many times. We ended up dropping the bikes and riding the bikes, leaving the van there. So uh, That's great. That is awesome. So, and so circling back to everything, dude, I think we're in, a, in, a, in the genesis of a, a, a new era of innovation, a new era of of figuring uh, problem solving right because yeah. that's what's figured out at the track what's going to break where you how far can you push an yep. oem piece that's what i think the manufacturers have forgotten if i was critical at all of the race at all it would have been that the grandstands weren't full and uh that harley and indian didn't have factory semis there aside from that i mean they put on a, a, on, a, a on a first class show everybody had a good time everybody was nice to each other everybody was engaged yeah so you know and that's what it's all it's, about. You got to start from somewhere, right. absolutely. And we're talking about it today. And I want to remind everybody that if you didn't see the race, you can still go to Fight Television and and buy the race and, and see the whole thing. It's only like fourteen bucks. Yeah. So. Yes, sir. Well, listen, man. I appreciate you. Uh, right after travel and everything else, coming in to talk with us for a little bit and, and get everybody hip to it. But I'm sure Thursday night, nine p.m. Eastern, they can they can get an earful on Torque. I'm sure you guys are going to be talking about it. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, Pistol Pete again this week. Um, he wants to, you know, he wants to make sure we're going to break down kind of what went on with his team. And, and uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag completely, but he did a fantastic job at being uh, a prof- being as professional and uh, of a shop owner as, as one could ever be. He made sure that everybody got taken care of in his pit. <clears throat> and, I, you know, that kind of stuff needs to be acknowledged right out of the gate so that you know the one the ones to watch, right? So. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on and, and, and listening to my BS. And uh, <laughs> I'll wait until the next time I have you on my show. I'm going to wait till you draw, drive all the way from Florida at staying at my house and then show up at your house. And I'm going to be like, Chris, can can you put some can you can you get in the van real quick? Marty? You're just mad the Benadryl hasn't worn off yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. Good times. Good times over here. So listen, uh, go check them out. Thursday night, actually not go, just come back here and check them out Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern when they go live with Torque, Jason Holman, and John O'Brien. Um, killer show. And as as always, Jason, it's great to have you on here. The only thing is you talk better than me, and I hate you for that. But I know, Jason, I think my mom has a crush on you now. Oh, boy. She's been hey, messaging think- me. He's really good. He's very well-spoken. What a good guest. He's handsome, too. Oh, I'm like, boy. okay, Mom, hey, settle down. Uh, my late father told me if you can't if you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and just so everybody knows, 
I love Steve Broyles to death, man. I got to give him a shout out. He's uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today in my career if not for Steve, and he knows that. But I want everybody else to know that too. Amen. Amen. We all we all love Poppy. I was going to say what a what a great guy he is, and for you to have the ability to spend so much time with him, a little bit jealous in in a sense, you know, he's a great guy. Jealous and you know. I... Wait a minute. Probably just said he's checking in for Chris's house coffee. Are you in my driveway again? What? <laughs> That's what he did last time. That's no joke. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, man. Well, listen, we're going to cut you loose. Thank you again for taking some time with us. All right, guys. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, Jason. See ya. All right, there you go. Bagger Racing League is uh, is in the books, and we're going to keep you guys up to date on where that goes next. The big question is, what's the next race? Where does it go from here? And uh, as soon as we find out, we'll let you know. What are you laughing about? What What's going on? <laughs> what? She's like, that was not cool, Heather. Oh, boy. See, she, hey. She's blushing right now. Hasn't, hasn't she seen the Howard Stern movie? I got to talk about what goes on. Yeah, that's right? that's all I got. Right? Oh. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, let's. Uh, Can Monday please be over now? Not yet. We got to go out <laughs> in the garage and uh, check in with Shovelhead Rich and see what's happening with with uh, Petoniac's custom cycles. I thought you meant we really had to go to the garage after this. I was like, no. Over to tech. Here we go. Hey, all you chopper jockeys and garrets out there. This is Rich at Petoniac Cycle. Uh, tonight we're going to discuss and check how to check your sizing of matching when you install a new cam in your engine and checking your <clears throat> measuring your cam gear diameter to your pinion gear diameter. So what we have to do here is you take two uh, 0.105, 105 gauge pins and you put them on your cam gear like this and they have to be 180 degrees apart and make sure that you're not you one tooth over from side to side so always double check that clamp your micrometer and your micrometer stand that way uh it's easy to to mic it up while you hold your hold your cam while you measure this this cam gear this new cam gear on this SNS cam measures uh two inches 736 thousandths and five tenths. Double check yourself a couple of times. Stop. Turn your mic and go back to it just to verify you're actually getting a correct reading. The same same reading a, a few times in a row. I write that down. Two inches, seven hundred thirty-six thousandths, five tenths. Right now, what we do is we're going to take our take our hundred five thousand gauge pins off the cam gear, and we'll put them on the pinion gear. Same thing using a rubber band to hold it in place and again making sure that they're making sure that they're 180 degrees apart okay so the pinion gear measures one inch 471 thousandths and two tenths and again do it a couple times make sure you get the same reading so this is the old pinion gear off the pinion shaft off the shovel head flywheel assembly so now there's a chart SNS has a chart here you can refer to, and what it is is they color code all these pinion gears for the size for each different size. So that way, when you order a pinion gear, you can know that there's all several different colors. There's a black, green, blue, red, yellow, white, and orange, 
and each one of those colors designates a, a certain specific diameter of what size the, what size this pinion gear is and you have to match it we're going to match it to our new um, our new cam gear size so this this cam gear all right the two inches and seven hundred thirty six thousandths of five tenths look at this on the chart so two inches and seven hundred thirty six thousandths and four tenths to two inches seven hundred and thirty seven thousandths and four tenths so two inches seven thirty six and four to two inches seven thirty seven and four so that being that's the cam gear diameter now you want to look at the chart and make sure we're going to find the proper pinning gear to fit this cam gear so now i will need a a blue so we're going to need a blue uh pinning gear which is which measures one inch 472 thousandths and one tenth to uh, one inch 472 thousandths and nine tenths so this diameter has to fall within that size now this here being that this was a one inch 471 thousandths and two tenths that's actually uh that falls into being a black size gear which is a 100 uh a one inch 471 and zero to one inch 471 and five tenths so this pinion gear is too small for this so we need to have a blue gear that will match uh, the size of this new uh, cam gear now the reason the reason for doing this is one if the pinion gear and your cam gear are too are too loose then you get too then you'll have too much backlash and if the pinion gear is too tight on the cam gear then it'll be too tight and you'll have no backlash at all and then that's where you end up with a, uh, a noisy motor and if you've ever heard a motor where you get a lot of whine in it and uh, usually that's what it is it's whining because the fitment is too tight and that's why it's whining on it so that's it for tonight and we'll see you guys next time thank you What did he just say? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. No. I'm All just I know kidding. is that everybody wants his micrometer stand. I know. I definitely <laughs> have pool I found envy. a couple through him in the links. Definitely have They're pool envy. They're not expensive. You know, it, listen, this is, I, I know Rich is a machinist, so he goes to that place when he starts talking about this where, you know, it, it, it kind of gets a lot for me. I just have to start taking my shoes off and counting with my toes and my fingers, but um, the serious part of it is that you can identify right off the bat is a noisy motor when you get that whine and stuff, you know, and like those are those are considerations that you have to make when you're doing stuff like how well do you want to do it? How do how how well do you want the end result to be? You know, and there you go. Thank you to Rich for hooking us up with that. Uh, I want to remind you guys again, the True Grit show coming to Sturgis this year. Warren Lane's True Grit. Has a new so, home at the Iron Horse. Um, Saturday, August 7th, noon until question mark. Going to be uh, a good time in Sturgis, and we're going to reschedule Warren as soon as we can to be on the show here because I know you guys were looking forward to it, as were we. Yeah, Warren, yes. is if you've never seen him when he's on Shop Talk, he's a fantastic conversation yeah, yes, all the time. So Ridiculously intelligent. Yeah. Yep. 
that he is. Yeah, man, a bunch of events going on uh, in and around the motorcycle world. First and foremost to mention, we have two things coming up at Gettysburg Bike Fest, um, our ride-in custom bike show on Saturday, the mini bike races on Friday and Saturday. I just got word that the Friday mini bike race time is wrong. That came in right before the show, so I have to update that flyer and get that out. So. Okay, so tell everybody the right time. <laughs> 2 p.m. She would like it at 2 p.m. on Friday. 2 p.m. on Friday. So mini bike races on Friday, mini bike races on Saturday, and the um, annual custom bike show. Wow, what happened there? We're gone. There we are. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just been a night full of tech. Night so our next tech. show is going to be from Cape Girardeau. Yes. On Fourth of July. Out. Hey, did I mention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Smoke oh, out. Have we released the actual dates yet? Uh, I don't know. It's in September of twenty-two, sometime. Sometime. Um, bunch of stuff though, you know, Sunday and August, August 6th, our custom riding custom bike show in Sturgis at the Iron Horse. Um, the FXR Dyna and Performance Bagger shows, August 28th and 29th. The Gettysburg Bike Week that I just talked about, um, full complement of music, entertainment, Jack Shit's going to be in the house. Um, great times, don't miss that. That's next weekend. The Georgia Grundle Run, September 17th through the 19th. Um, Run to the Line in Sturgis, our annual ride, August 11th. Splitting Lanes coming up fast. Splitting Lanes hits the road. Someone actually called me from that venue. I think it was oh. Rob Nussbaum. Vintage Motorcycle Day, Monday, August 9th. Uh, gates open at 11 a.m. If you have a vintage motorcycle and or are a card-carrying AMCA member, come to the Iron Horse. You get to ride in VIP parking for all vintage bikes. If you have your AMCA membership card, you get lunch on us and the ever-popular Black Hills Boogie. How come we don't have we don't have the Pimp and Ho Flyer yet? Um, I just realized when I said that. You're the graphics artist. Yeah, but it does say on there best uh, cash prizes for best big daddy and sweet mama. Oh. So that's kind of a. <laughs> so we're not saying pimp and hoe anymore. We're saying, well, you know, politically correct way. It, yeah, it's a new day. You got to be careful how got, you say yeah. stuff. They got time you know? for that shit. I don't think it actually said it <clears throat> on the flyer last year either. I think we alluded to it. So Mike Rob says, will Michael Lichter be taking photos on the ride to the line this year? I certainly hope so. Last year he missed it because um, he was in and out so fast for COVID concerns. And I hope that this year Sturgis were back to normal. And real quick, Scotty asked, and I'm sorry I don't have a flyer for it, but yes, Mondo is doing a chopper show this year at the Buffalo Chip um, Crossroads on Saturday, August 7th. And you will. So y'all gonna have to split your day between Mondo and Warren. And you'll be able to see the uh, the Golden Chopper at Mondo's show, at our show, at Steve Burrell's show, at the Full Throttle. Um, that thing is gonna be making its rounds, and one way or another, you'll be able to buy tickets on site for it wherever you see the bike. So we'll keep you guys up to date on that. But if you get a chance, get out and get your tickets now, so we can 
we can show this thing a good turn. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Anthony, one free 12 last weekend of August in SoCal. That comes in from Anthony Robinson. And also Anthony mentions hand-built show in November, Texas. Hey. Anthony, do you need a job? You're really good at sending me information. <laughs> what was somebody saying about Born Free moving to Texas? That's what I saw. It, Born Free posted it on the gram the other right? day. Yeah. Hmm. Texas is pretty rad. I don't blame them. Right on. Mark, what do you got? Bueller. Bueller. Aaron Green is here. Oh, Hi, no Aaron. kidding. Right on. Should be an amazing Sturgis. Hope, dude, listen, you were the highlight of our of our uh, Black Hills boogie last year, so you've oh, got to be yeah. there. You, you and <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to bring it. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I guess this is it. I guess we're going to kick this one to the curb. I'm sorry we were late tonight, but we went a little bit long and threw some extra in. Thank you so much to Dan Tose and Steve Broyles for coming on and uh, and kicking it with us about the the upgrades. we got to play that video one more time. I want to see it once more. <laughs> I love watching this just but just to see Steve like a little kid. Hat back. That's right? great. It makes me want to say, do you know Philo Beto? <laughs> <laughs> Take Clyde. That is the best part of the video. Dude, that thing was so fast. It was so fast. I was stupid surprised. Really was. So go check them out. We'll be bringing you guys some more information about that as soon as uh, soon as they get some more stuff out of the lab. I really did pressure them to come on and let us let us break the news on that. But uh, thank they, you. Sure, they fought you the whole way through that too. Oh, dude. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for sharing your time with us, letting us into your house and your headspace for a minute from the uh, Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studios. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. See you next Sunday, 9 p.m., where Heather and I will be in Cape Girardeau on the cross-country motorcycle chase. Oh, boy. And Mark will not. I will not, no. You, you'll be on the cross-Pittsburgh chase. Yes, I will. Oh, be in the cross. and you know what? I have to get the link. Vicky Sanfilippo is going to be giving away a motorcycle. On oh, yeah. Show week. Yeah. On our show. On our show. Wow. That's great. This show has all kinds of benefits. I mean, you get to right? talk and see all kinds of cool people <laughs> and free motorcycle giveaways and shit. I know. We Unfortunately, gonna, we don't qualify start, for free I'm going to start tuning into this show every once in a while. You can go back and watch a couple of these episodes. This They're place, pretty good. This is a place to freaking be, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, man. Until next Sunday, we'll see you guys when uh, we bring this shit load of uh, motorcycle stuff back to you. <laughs> wow. Same chopper time. <laughs> Same chopper channel. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs>